Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we've come out the other end of the holiday season. Sort of. I, I feel like I'm... struggle busting their way out. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit of that. I have to say something right now, which is... We put up... I really well, don't want... <laughs> my daughter put up on Facebook and Instagram the picture of me that went with our last episode of me kneeling on the floor of my tile project and I'm holding up a weird paint roller across oh, yeah. my face. I just have to say to people what that was. It was such a weird moment that we caught there, but um, my husband was running to the hardware store again to go get more something. And I was like, oh, I need a paint roller that will fit this one. And he was like, hold it up and take a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Because I won't remember what the size is when I get there. So that was that pose. That was the here, this size of paint roller. But it doesn't make any sense because I was like, I have to tile. And I'm kneeling there on some undone tile with an empty paint roller. (laughs) And I just... I the just, best of do-it-yourself. I just need to tell everyone that I do not, in fact, use a paint roller. An in, empty, an in, empty yeah, paint roller. In my tile work. A, I do- a shucked <laughs> paint roller. The, I needed the little paint roller because I am painting inside some oh, shelves. Oh, I have something. I have something Built that I shelves. saved up to read to you. Okay, As do since, it. Since I've been on this screaming barrage of the self issues. People. You're jumping the gun, aren't you? You're leaping I know, right but I've been it. saving this. I haven't even told you about mm. it for the for the goal of reading it aloud to you <laughs> on the podcast. Okay. So people people have been jumping in on the Department of Hell No and sending all manner of evil deeds to me in private messages. Okay. <laughs> and this one though, I found in the wild. This one I happened upon the problem is I don't even know where I found it I just screenshotted it because it was so okay. epic okay so I can't read to you the beginning because the screenshot doesn't cover only it. encompasses so yeah. much I only screenshotted the most egregious pinnacle okay. of the moment all right but I find this amazing all right ready I'm not even Do sure it. I can get it out <laughs> I think I think it was posted with a bunch of pictures of Womenness, women being womeny. <laughs> so, are you ready? I don't know if mm. I am. Okay. Uh, this this is mid conversation between the Lord and an angel. Oh, is where the dialogue picks up. We're already out on the thin ice at this point. <laughs> no, you're you're actually sunk already at that <laughs> point. But I she is like- not leaking. Well, okay, for okay. hold on, I have to open up the picture. Lord, it seems this creation is leaking. You have put too many burdens on her. She is not leaking. It is a tear, the Lord corrected the angel. What's it for? asked the angel. The Lord said, tears are her way of expressing her grief, her doubts, her love, her loneliness, her suffering, and her pride. This made a big impression on the angel. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know, right? It gets better. Lord, you are a genius. You thought of everything. A woman is indeed marvelous. Lord said, indeed she is. She has strength that other creatures don't. She can handle trouble and carry heavy. I'm starting to 
it gets sweaty. It I, gets worse. It gets worse. She can, <laughs> she can handle trouble and carry heavy burdens. She holds happiness, love, and opinions. She smiles when she feels like screaming. But sometimes she screams, you know, let's be honest. Sometimes, a lot of the times, women are not smiling sometimes when they Sometimes she like screams screaming. when she ought to smile. But <laughs> she sings when she feels like crying. Also, she doesn't do that often. Uh, <laughs> cries when happy and laughs when afraid. Doesn't do that often either. <laughs> she fights for what she believes in. Her love is unconditional. Is it? Is it? I, don't th- I don't think so. Her heart is broken when a next of kin or a friend dies, but she finds strength to get on with life. The I'm just criticizing are you the ready? poetry. Oh, yeah, of all this. of it. The no. poetry is obscene. But the, just the, the next of kin. It's yeah, like... I know. What's that about? The angel asked, So she is a perfect being? Oh. The Lord replied, No. She has just one drawback. She, I'm not sure. I'm she not sure I often can get this. forgets what she is worth. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it just blessed me so hard. Except, uh, except when she is in when she is like, in the middle of penny little <laughs> tributes to herself. <laughs> In which case she does not forget what she's worth. <laughs> but the better part to me is like, it takes a certain amount of evil boldness to go into. Because this is the part that, this is what kills me. It's not apocryphal. It's not apocryphal like something that scripture didn't speak to. The no. creation of woman is actually documented. And the idea that God would say, the only problem... With womankind. Is this supposed to be... But get this. Get this. the creation moment? Oh, it, that's what it's... That seems... Yeah, it was No, kinda, because that's dumb. Because why would she be crying about the death that's, of next of Becca, kin? Becca, this is my point. <laughs> my point is that in this creation, womankind is perfect because death has already come into the world some other way. <laughs> Not through it a had woman. nothing to do no, with us. Nothing to do with the woman. We being were deceived. perfection itself. A and woman, our in one her... failure is our great humility. <laughs> <laughs> and all I have to say is, I don't even know how to categorize that particular bit of that evil is... that floated by me. It's so funny. It's just silly. It's so silly. Oh. It's beyond. It actually is like a weird. What was troubling about it's like, it? It's like it's the level of uh, craft that I think belongs on like a glittery trapper no, keeper. I think it could be it's someone like, who maybe writes the um, back page for Harlequin romances at I'm the grocery store. I'm sticking with trapper keepers. You think? <coughs> to me, that's a trapper keeper level. You know, sticker. Yeah, it's amazing though. It's just real bad. Real bad. It's like, what are you? What are you thinking? But here's the thing: we were already going to talk about this um, because if you've been following Rachel and her department of hell, no, (laughs) uh, she's been sailing high, wide, and handsome of late, and on the social medias. Well, a little bit. And what's the um, point if you don't do that? Sometimes she's been sort of taking snips here and there at the concept of self care in the way that people speak of it. And I feel like this is a very fraught topic. 
So let's. I just feel like we have to back up. Well, and take I want to say. I want to say something. If you are following me on social media, if you've already seen this, the point of the post that I was making is really just. I'm hoping to for it to be a discussion among Christian women to actually start seeing how many places we have accepted bad philosophy of the self. But here's what I'm seeing though, Rach. When I am from my bird's eye view of your social media strategy, which Which I, to be secret there isn't one. <laughs> it's what I, I just, feel like doing. I just see it periodically. I'm like, oh look at what Rachel said. Ooh, look how many people are commenting. And the things where I have seen people worry, criticize they, yeah. they they feel like you're going dangerous places. I just felt like, okay, hang on, everybody. I think we have to back up and and just explain something, which many people are not needing explained, but some people clearly are, which is um, the difference between philosophy and then practical outworkings in the day-to-day. Uh, yeah. And those two things are connected, but they are not the same thing. Right. And so when you are speaking of philosophical errors, some people are hearing you say, you're telling me then that I can't ever sleep. Right. Or like, for instance, and this was a thing, the one, probably the hottest one, or I think the hottest one. Well, they probably were two like that. But the one, the one that was closest to home, like most likely that people who like me say this themselves was... Uh, give yourself some grace. Like, give yourself grace. Was now, that the hottest one? I only just saw that one. Yeah, it might today. have been the mothering one. Whatever the case, whatever the case, that one where you say, give, give yourself, yourself some grace. grace or give people grace is like something that uh, it doesn't matter in that when you're talking about little G grace, it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Uh, if you said like, oh, I meant to drink eight bottles of water today and I only drank three, but I'll give myself some grace. You're not talking about a sin issue. No. But what happened is that the world has taken grace and giving yourself grace and self-forgiveness as this real psychological help to the real crippling guilt and shame that people without Christ feel. So we have this little tricksy thing happening where even Christians start talking about your own sin like you are in a position to give yourself grace for your sin. Like I yelled at my kids, I'll give myself some grace. It was a hard day. You're not in that position. You are not the person well, I think the thing who can is, get that right. If you were to back it up, um, you're talking about a very particular statement about sin and about forgiveness and about our status before God. And you're talking about these big philosophical categories. And I think people are hearing you say, no, if you yell at the kids, you have to beat yourself up and self-flagellate <laughs> for the rest of the day. No. And you're like, no, 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 that's not what we're talking it's about. not what I meant. We're talking about the philosophy here. And I think a lot of people... Um, but in, you're right, you're right modern... that self-care was the biggest one like that, where everybody heard me saying, this is a nonsense philosophy. As me saying, you may Don't not ever, ever sit take a down. Break. Yeah. yeah, like. But that's... the thing is, is that like, um, I do think that modern Americans don't have a category for bad things that they do. They know that there's bad things that they do, but they don't have a category of a person against whom they have sinned, as in God, their Creator. So it's this bad thing they did, and the only person 
that they can think of that they sort of did it to is themselves. Sort of like, I'm better than that. I shouldn't have done I, that. And actually, I'm upset with myself I for having say done this. that. There was a chapter in New Who that I took out, so it's not there anymore. But because I felt like it was a whole other... There's just so many ways you could go. Like It was like, this is a whole different track of discussion. So I removed it. But... It was about how this is part of the problem that we actually think that education will solve our problems. So what happens with the reason self-help is such a huge thing is that we think that we can educate ourselves to not make that mistake again. Like, like I, if I was just more educated, so you have that, but I just think, okay, so like when you, yeah, you have guilt, but you, you don't guilt, know who to apologize to. No, because yeah. you don't believe in there being a person to apologize to. So what you do is you have this sort of courtroom where yes, you are the you're the person on trial there in the box, but, but you're also no the judge. only judge. Yeah. you are that. So one. what you do is you yeah. run up there to the bench and say, "I've decided to let you off." This Innocent. Time. Yeah, I've decided <laughs> with a stern reprimand to not behave that way in the future. And, and the, then and then you're running back to be like, "Thank you, Your Honor." Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, is like when you don't have a category for sin, you don't have a category for forgiveness. So. What people think is that I have let myself down. My actions mm-hmm. today let myself down. And I let myself down. Even if I was letting down others, it was primarily it was ultimately it was me. letting me down that I didn't yeah. mean to let down the people Mostly I care about. Mostly because like, when I let down people I care about, I like to think of I myself as better than yeah, that. And, feel, and so yeah. I let myself down in that I let them down. So I've decided to forgive myself <laughs> after a suitable period of mourning, mourning over it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to put it away set it aside and I'm going to move on. I'm going to give myself grace. And so the things you're tearing into are all of the places where that bad little poison has kind of crept out into things that we just sort of take for granted. And you're just saying like, look, don't drink tainted water, even if it's so on the give your, give yourself some grace. I don't believe everyone who has ever said that was in sin no. or was trying to not no. not abide by biblical definitions but of grace. many of the people who say it exactly are doing that thing. Like, yes. The and, world is saying it. The world's saying it, but then the Christian women who get swept up in it, you have to recognize that not being aware of that kind of thing and thinking that it's all the same nice thought as forgiveness right. through Christ to God, you have, if you think, oh, whatever, we meant the yeah. gospel. You say, well, you didn't say anything that would ever make an unbeliever say, what right. are you talking about? Right. What is the reason for this hope that's in you? <laughs> Which you think you, if you said to a Mormon friend at the gym, oh, give yourself some grace, they would not hear anything that contradicted if you their said own it faith. To an atheist friend, right? Give but I'm grace. saying they would hear nothing if you said, if you said, listen, like, look to Christ's righteousness. Your Mormon friend would be like, what? Yeah, you know, you would have a conversation that would be involving, yeah, involving your actual faith, yeah, not faithy words. But what you're not saying is no. Don't give yourself grace. Give yourself judgment. Mean judgment. <laughs> and but so this, I think, but this yeah. ticks me off. This just really peeves me because everybody hears when you say "do your duty before God." Everyone hears it like God is the meanest taskmaster, and we have to take breaks from God to refuel our little tanks because God doesn't <laughs> understand us, and that annoys the heck out of me because you think you don't know. God, not only, and I'm, I'm going to do, I think there will, I'm just saying this in all many different avenues, many different places. Cause I think I'm doing a short Canon video on this also, but I have seven children. 
I have many duties, like lots, and more than I feel I can do. I have a lot of duties. And we believe in the Westminster Catechism that the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Not enjoy ourselves forever. No, and enjoy him. <laughs> and so many of my duties are also a great source of pleasure. But I have all these duties. And one of my duties is that I take a whole day off every week. Yeah. Like <clears throat> one out of seven I take off. And almost universally. No, not almost universally. I love the Lord's Day. But I do not often feel like resting from all of my work on the Lord's day. We do it out of obedience. And through doing that, I have found out a lot more about what real rest is about what, like through just trying that. If I was just trying to pursue filling up my own tank on that day, I am small minded enough that I would think that meant I need to get my groceries all organized and my fridge cleaned out and get ready for my work. Like I need to do this, but no, when I take a break off from my work, what do I end up doing? Well, I pursue all of these other things that are not my work that are really delightful. Like reading a novel, maybe working on my loom, maybe knitting or painting or like anything. And it's not that I think any of those things, I don't think it's outside of our duties to enjoy the life God gave us. Right. And so there's this bizarre thing where people think if you're obeying, it's no good, no fun, soul crushing work. But I also saw like when you were going after the fill up your own cup first thing, which was a similar philosophical critique of the way who, that that metaphor is being is used. Who is filling up who you? Filling Are up? you a cup? Is that what God ever said? Is put yourself first? <laughs> um, Shockingly absent <laughs> in the Bible. Yeah, but anyway, uh, <coughs> you're going after that. And, and I did see in various places people saying, but sometimes I'm really exhausted and I need to refuel. And so, like, I don't think I should feel bad if my husband then offers to let me go you know, out. Of go the out. House. Yeah. Now, that has nothing to do with what you were actually talking no. about because both of us have husbands who very kindly no, yeah. will say, Hey, get the hints. Yeah. Go, <laughs> yeah. you know, take a breath or why don't you do I something else? We'll go to the store and get things for dinner. Yeah. And then I will make the dinner when yeah. I get back. No, bless because them. Bless sometimes them forever. you're frazzled to bits and of course you've got to refuel. Of course you have yeah. to take and a breath. And sometimes the Lord provides his grace through other people showing up and being that wonderful person. Yeah. But sometimes, you just sometimes it isn't. Through, and that's you know? just the way that it is. And the thing that is wrong with it is nothing to do with somebody giving you a break, somebody watching the kids, letting no, you go nothing. shopping, putting your feet up for a minute, taking a nap when the kids are watching it's, a movie. It's totally nothing. irrelevant to what we were talking None about. None of that yeah. actually has anything to do with it. The question is, should you be saying as a Christian woman... I take care of myself first. Then I turn and take care of the people God told me to take care of. It's like, no, no. actually, Mm-mm. you are supposed to take up your in cross daily. In spite of the fact that they say that every time you get on the airplane, supposed, it's not the model of no. all Christian life. You are supposed to lay down your life. You're supposed to take up your cross. You are supposed And also, to no greater love has any man, man than he who lays down his life for his right. friends. You're supposed to put others first. You are supposed to think of others more, more highly, highly than, than yourself. That's a, that's yes. a work of the spirit. Yeah. So the thing is, is that the, the way of talking 
of like, well, it's just time for me to finally put myself first. At last. Because That's all just... this time, I, I, one of the things I've been seeing that, uh, go ahead, finish your sentence. It's just, what I was gonna say. it's just that that is antithetical to scripture in every way. Yeah. But it's not to say that, no, you're, you have to just basically no, run because, until you drop dead no, in your tracks. No, because oftentimes when I am receiving a real gift of help or kindness from my husband, it's because he is thinking of others more highly than he exactly. is laying down his life for me. Yeah. And while I better receive that with Thanksgiving, it has nothing to do with what I deserve. Right. It's just a right. sheer kindness of God and the yeah. faithfulness of my husband. It and is not like I nobody owed that to is me. Is it fuels you to lay to down my life and, for him and give to yes. somebody else? And it, so basically, this isn't about can you ever take a break. It's about how do you view priorities in your life? And you should, as a Christian, be putting others ahead of yourself. That's just how it goes. Who was it that said when God? Uh, bids a man he bids him come and die when god calls him in yeah yeah is that uh i don't know bonhoeffer maybe but um i do think too that uh there's a little bit of a mythology i think going around that many women believe and here's what it is this is gonna say i'll see if you have the same one because this is what i think which is that um that we are this creature the creature that the is creature perfect. that I read, yeah, the one whose only failing is it's to not, not think of herself first, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I there's a lot of bratty women in the world. I don't see yeah. these women who, who I I think he, the difference is that the difference is that if you are offering everything that you are, if you pour out your very lifeblood to your family, but you are doing it unto God, you are losing nothing. Like you no. are, you are growing and growing and more and more joyful. If you are selfishly dispensing your kindnesses to people, if you're being like, fine, because I'm the only one here, I'll pour you your dang milk, you idiot. You know, if you're doing that, <laughs> or then favorite, of course you're watch burning. Watch me your... be the servant. Fine, but all of I keep hearing from people all the time that like, like as though w- Christian women are. Just have done slaving, every last thing. Slaving to the bone, never yeah, sleeping, so. never no. resting, giving, 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 overcoming out. And I'm like, really? I don't see that. I don't see that either. I, all those women, I, I mean, there's, there, I'm, I'm sure that there are some out there. But my other guess is, we have. I'd wrong... love to see their social media report. I bet they spent some time on their phone this okay, week. Okay, somebody sent me a really funny one. I'm going to see if I can find it. I just, I guess here's the thing. There have been eras in which women work themselves to the bone. Okay, I found it. But I don't think, just a second, I don't think we are in that era right now. I don't see Christian women literally working themselves into an early grave. That has happened. (laughs) There have been those times. I think probably. And this is not it. In the pioneering West. Here's one. Are you ready to hear one? This one was sent to me. Uh. This is a nice little meme posted by the uh, Housewife Plus. No woman has ever had to do as much on her own as the modern mother. We (laughs) don't have the same family structure or the same neighborhood structure anymore. It's really hard. And every woman needs to cut herself a break. Oh, my gosh. You know what I have to say? You know what this, that is? This person, Provincial. That's what I, that is. I, this is this is what it was Christine Cohen <laughs> who sent it to me. And she she said something. Says someone who never read any history. 
<laughs> or has never traveled. Well, like, back, you remember, do you remember back when they had tight neighborhoods and, and when the only, when the only problem that women were facing was the bubonic plague? And it was, and it was such an easier time. Or, we, I imagine those ladies had I it think good. If you were to pop into Haiti, for instance, I bet you'd see a lot of mothers who just have it so easy, easy compared peasy to pie. compared to modern suburban poor, mothers. Poor you. We say to everyone, poor, poor, poor you. And this is, this is, it's just abominable because you think like, I don't know. Did you have to weave the cloth for your dress in time for the, like, you know, I read. Did you have the locusts come and eat all of your food? Did that happen? Do you remember when grandpa was telling us about when he was a kid in Nebraska and they had, and how his mom would pickle all the watermelon rinds because if they were pickled, then they could eat those too. Like you think of someone uh, like, have you lived through anything even sort of like that? No, have you, you have ever not. actually had a hardship other than having your internet router be spotty? <laughs> well, to be fair, I think Christian women have real hardship because I think we they have do. things to deal with. But it's not going to help us to not look at our abundant no. blessings and to instead be pitying ourselves well, and saying, see, at the same time as we say things like that, I am so strong. And you're like... Are really? You? Because you sound like I'm a diva. I'm not hearing it. It's... What I'm not hearing is your strength. What yeah. I'm hearing is your fuss. <laughs> this, it is a very aggravating thing. But it's when you think you're just this this powerhouse of all good things. Yeah. Plus, I I think we've talked on here about that before. That idea of sharing the child raising endeavors is like everybody thinks, yeah, because then I'd have people to help me instead of then I'd have my neighbor's <laughs> six kids also in the house with me. You know, we always think in terms of mm. then I'd have a servant. I would have never, a support network. Then I'd be the servant instead for of other people. I would be everyone else's support. Yeah, network. because you'd be like, well, if you only have three little kids, you definitely better put some work in over at that person. Person's house the where they is, have 12. I don't actually want to belittle it because I did see like people commenting on some of your stuff that was like, the thing is, is I have two kids who are under six and it's really hard. It is hard. I've and been I'm like, there. you know what? I know I had five kids under six and that was a handful and it was a lot of like, is this competitive now? How many times. did I have under six? Did I get there? You had far more. I had under, six. I think I know I did it. six. No, you I had four I didn't under make it to two six. I or made something. It, so that was four under two, three, four you under four three. three. Yeah, and then I we didn't had five, five and under. I had, I had two under two. We lost our momentum and trickled down to seven, eleven. And I under. had three under three. I had four under four, and then I had five under six. So, I didn't yeah. make the five under. Well, five. let's just say. Those times are real. And it's real. It's and the thing about it It's earnest. Is every <laughs> little thing is little in itself. But you pile a bunch of pea gravel up, it can still weigh a lot. And so mm-hmm. I'm not in any way belittling the fact that it's it's heavy stuff. Yes, it is. You are in the trenches, you are doing the things, you're not getting the shower that you wanted to get. And <laughs> it's just Things it, are rough. Things are happening. Yeah. All the time, and you cannot have your floor not be sticky. It's just the it, way it, it is. It is how yeah. it goes, and so it really is a big thing. And you are exhausted. And I mean, I just remember we would sometimes drive through Starbucks at like nine at night, get a massive, you know, triple shot or something, and that yeah. would keep you just fine and dandy till you 
conked flat out the minute you laid down. Like it was, it was like it, nothing would keep me from sleeping. No, if you days. had a chance to sleep, sleeping is what was happening. Yeah, I often say I think there were a couple different times that I actually woke up in the clean laundry I was trying to fold. Like, where I actually went down into the pile. My first mistake being that I sat down to fold the laundry because I I couldn't, you know. I have fallen asleep at the dinner table on a number of occasions because there was the, like, the first time I had sat down that day was at dinner, and then I noticed it because the plug pulled It was basically like you drained your lifeblood when you sat down. (laughs) I I don't think either of us. I have no desire to belittle the work that women go through. No. At the same time. At the same time. This is work that God called us to. It is good for us. It is the good works that he prepared in advance for us. Those little trials. It's not a bummer. No. Those trials are also the result of just blessing because when the things we're talking about is hardships like the locusts came and ate your entire crop that is a that's a hardship that's That's not like i'm so tired because all these little people that are so funny and so fun and i love their fat little faces Mm -hmm. and they kept me hopping all day and now i'm just tired right that's not the same level of difficult hard tragedy that many other women have had yeah, to and undergo. Yeah, and there's plenty of real difficult, hard tragedy that still happens to people in the suburbs right now. But I think one of the things, I, I think I, we've talked about this in here before. I know I've talked about it in a webinar, that I remember reading an article of the Gospel Coalition where it was about a graveyard. And oh, yeah. And it was a whole family in the graveyard. And, it, and this is just always a good perspective, is that you think your worst day at home with your children like, imagine yourself in a graveyard grieving for all of this. And you would give your life to go back to that worst day where someone was puking, where things were horrible, yeah, where you're you behind, behind on the, the laundry, laundry. <laughs> the house stank, the floors were sticky, and that day is worth dying for. Like, those people are worth dying for in that day. And that we lose that perspective because we're thinking, no, what I deserve is something really more retreat-like. And it's like, <laughs> why do you think we were not put on this earth to work? Like, yeah. we were put here to work. And it, it's just such a, it's such not a to trap. Mention, when we look at our relatively cushy lives, and of course, I'm not saying that there's not genuine work, and there's not genuine sorrow and tragedy and hardship, because that is very much it's the all case. all over the place. Yeah. But there are a lot of sorrows, hardships, and tragedies that we don't have to deal with. And, and there's a lot of them, many, there's many a lot of them that have. we don't deal with in a God-glorifying way when we could, and we should. Sure. Like, but I think, like, overall, take, take the average... I'm not saying nobody's had a really atrocious time because many people have, but on average, we have a really cushy life compared to women in any other generation. And we're the ones talking about how hard it is and how strong we are. And poor us. Poor us. And we're so perfect because we're amazing. In some ways, you start to think, is this, is our leisure that's making us such fools? Like it is, it is the fact that we are not breathlessly trying to survive. That we're like sitting around like, eh, I really wanted a different look in this room. (laughs) Like I wanted some minimalism. My kids keep having puzzles. <laughs> and even, but here's the thing: there are people with true sorrows in their marriages, for instance. Yeah, like absolutely. Really sad, bad troubles happening. 
And again, I'm not trying to belittle this, but just take a glance at much of history. You know, you could have been a war concubine <laughs> somewhere. Um, it's like... I, I think that's a shirt. That's a t-shirt. I could have been a war concubine somewhere. It's like... Somewhere I could have been that. You know, Good thing you I know, didn't happen. Today we were just reading the Agamemnon by Aeschylus and... Uh, you know, Agamemnon shows up at home. His wife's been there for 10 years. He shows up at home with a bride he picked up along the road. Sort of like, here, here she is. Of course, he gets stabbed in his bathtub. But I anyway. I wonder why. I wonder why. Well, yeah. meanwhile, she wasn't such a great wife herself. But I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, your husband might have arrived with another woman and said, here, take care of her. <laughs> She's moving in. Just, that'll be easy. Here, that'll watch be out nice. for that one. I think that the, that the reality is that we have so much to be thankful for and we have, and even our trials draw us much closer to God. Like whenever we've had, whenever you have a heavy thing happening, you are in constant contact with the Lord all day. Yeah. Yeah, You you know, you are, you are just constantly being like, Lord, please. Well, who was it? It might've been Nancy Piercy and I can't remember how she put this, but it was something about, it is often our trials that knock us to our knees and force us to actually sit at Christ's feet. Yeah. It's like, because when we're having a grand old time, we don't notice how much help we need. And sometimes we're having a grand old time feeling sorry for ourselves. That that's a kind of that is a kind of self indulgence. It really is. It is, and in a way, there are people. I believe, not universally, but I'm just gonna say, I have talked to enough young mothers, enough people who are the same genre. I'm pretty sure, same group of people that people keep referring to as the ones who are just burned out of their sockets and exhausted yeah. and and, yeah. and I have talked to those people yeah. many times. I have been those people. Yes. I am that person occasionally still. <laughs> <laughs> These are like that is a genre of, you know, person that I know. But you have to recognize that in those times when you indulge your pity party, it is no better than like slipping into a closet and eating two pans of fudge. You know what I mean? Like it is the same kind of, the same kind of radical self-indulgence, like yeah. a weird loss of control and just, I'm going to feel sorry for me. Poor me, poor me. You poor also me. lose a lot of perspective because the further you descend into your pity party, the more you become the sort of heroic, brave tragedy queen in your own mind, in yeah. your own mind. And you might write up a little thing like what you just read to me earlier. Like yeah. it's in that mood. She's incredible. But she yeah. forgets to remember it all the time. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is... Said the Lord. Oh! Oh! So bad. But you do really, really lose perspective. And it's kind of... Well, in a way, I think what we're sort of describing is... You know those hilarious songs written by outrageously wealthy rock stars about how hard it is to be at the top, sort of? Emma, like, wasn't that Van Morrison the, who the wrote like time. a whole... Van Morrison wrote like a whole album skunking about his friends. (laughs) I think that's common. But but you know, it's an amazing album because you're like, he's good, but it's the one about like the people, (laughs) the people who are trying to grab onto your fame by saying they knew you way back when. Like there's a whole, there's a whole song about those people. (laughs) They don't even know me, he says. But I just mean, it's kind of like the songs about, you know, 
how tough it is to be here in in my rock star super, world. Super, super difficult. You know, being it's as kind of like I am. Um, you know, have you backed up and taken a look at maybe, yourself lately? Maybe cool your little jets off and get some perspective <laughs> on this. <laughs> and I think we're just saying that, like, look, yes, life is hard. It's never perfect. We're not saying we all live in a golden. You know, well, I missed do. A I live in a golden snow globe, wherein, for instance, no one has ever I just, just dumped all their pencil shavings out on I my do. floor and then walked away. <laughs> I, just, I just mean <laughs> that, like, there are eras in history where women genuinely have had no rest. There have been eras where they have worked themselves to death. There have been those times. Mm-hmm. But I think that we talk as if that's us when actually... Mm, it wasn't. You know... It, life isn't quite as dire as we're making it sound. No, we have not. dishwashers. I actually saw we have insulated one time, houses. One time, Luke and I watched. No idea what it. It was some part of a show about. This was years ago, but it's funny because the spiritual lessons. I still think of that. So, okay, but it was um, like some. I want to say it was a Victorian home that they just did like a show on a like. On everybody come fill the social. Oh yeah, like where they took volunteers and they just made some of them the lord and lady of the house, and some yeah. of them the scullery mate. Right, and yeah. as it turns out, there are no modern people who can be scullery mates. Like I think, <laughs> I think even I think even in the reality show context with videographers all over the place people could not work that hard you know like right. did not know how to be the kind of person that would get up hoofing around a house lighting fires in every room and not making eye contact with any of the important people and getting back out and then washing <laughs> pots all day long with no break and then going to bed early to get up at dawn to go light fires like just it was like nobody could it was something we didn't have that category of. You know, yeah. like, that yeah. was just something we don't understand. Yeah. Meanwhile, the people who were chosen from suburbia to be the lord and lady had no trouble at all acclimating <laughs> acclimating to not making eye contact with the servants. Oh, shock. Acclimating Shockingly. to, obviously, I am better and I do deserve this. Oh, it was very words. funny bad. Immediately. And, I, and the lord jumping. and the lady, as I recall even wept when it was over. Like, they were like... (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the servants couldn't get out fast enough, but the lord and lady were like, it was the life we were meant to have, and it just... I I don't know why we have to go back to our regular sad little lives. Turns out I am on board with the divine right of kings. Actually, (laughs) I love being the wealthy. The wealthy man of leisure is actually one of my favorite things. Yeah, but I just mean, like, sometimes just step back and notice yourself. Because (laughs) if you're writing a big, terrible, sorrowful post about how difficult life is, just, like, are you typing that on your phone? Are you typing it uh, (laughs) on a laptop? Or, like... How are you getting this? How are you out? getting your cries of self pity to the world? <laughs> and could and the, you do it in a message in a bottle? <laughs> could you wonder if anyone will ever hear you? Or, or, are you just like, are you sitting in a car somewhere as you type? Is the heater on? Is the heater on? Is uh, or or is like you have a flat tire did and you're going to wait till did tonight? Did someone at your home 
spill their cereal that was ready-made food you got out of a box that you right. could afford to buy? Right. Or were you out having to pound grain this yeah. morning to yeah. access some? Uh-huh. There's a lot of things. It's like the fact that you're on social media Did tells you, me that were your you house able, is not on fire yeah, right now. Were you able to use soap that you didn't craft out of your own butchered pig? <laughs> Just, you know, there's just things that we should think, you know what, we don't actually have it hard. Did you have to go out to your outhouse this morning in the cold? Mm. You know. Our grandpa tells us there was a phase in his life where his dad had a heart attack. Right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. his dad had a bad heart attack. And he was the second oldest of six boys. And his older brother was at the Naval Academy already. And... He said everything on the farm was pregnant, including his mother, when his dad had this Mm -hmm. major heart attack. And then the pig died in labor. Like, the pig died having the... (laughs) And then... and But the crowning glory of that time was that the outhouse got full. Yes. So they had to dig a new outhouse and move the outhouse while everything was pregnant and dying and having major Mm -hmm. issues on the Mm farm. And... It's just a thing that bears thinking on. Yeah, because it's like, if in this moment of sadness, you're telling all your Facebook friends about it, <laughs> I just, I feel like it's worth noticing. It just There's, is. In the, in the diary of Lewis and Clark, there was, the, there was a part where they're crossing the Rockies and they've like persuaded some... Uh, Indians to help them like be their guides mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there was a pregnant squaw coming with them Yeah, and that she dropped off to the side and they all kept on and two hours later she caught up with them with a baby tied on her back mm. and I always thought that was a little something to think of but, <laughs> but beyond, beyond but- being a little something to think of she probably needed to get back with people or she could not have survived alone. Like with a new baby, could she hunt? Could she, you know, like Uh -uh. she needed, I'm sure she had survival skills, but would they have sent anyone back? Did they care? I don't think they cared. No, like she had to book it back up to those people to just stay with the group. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like they were going to take any maternity breaks. You could have been a war concubine. You could have been delivering a baby alone in the woods and having to catch up to the team. Catch up so that when, when night fell, someone else would build the fire. Like the, you know, yeah. there's solid, there's solid concerns there. You got to yeah. get yourself going. You know, I just mean we're being real uppers today, Rach. <laughs> Encouragement. Well, we and, wanted to talk about self care. Encouragement is the name of the game. Actually, but I will say, even though that's a good joke, that we're not being encouraging. This no. is how I always feel encouraged. A little bit. Come on, like I, I it's the same it's kind of like, thing when I was know, pregnant. And you buckle up a little bit when you feel nervous about um, birth. You're yeah. pregnant. And you're like, oh man, this is a man. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. When you're having that feeling, I would often picture stadiums. Yes, me too. I'd be like, check out all those yeah. people. Every last <laughs> one of them, somebody went through this yeah. for that person. Yeah. And every human on the planet had an origin story like this one. And you know what? Of all the things you could say about labor, the one that you can't say is that it's not doable. <laughs> <laughs> the deed has been done. It has been, it done, has been done many times. Yep, and has. you can't... It's like just part of the human experience that there are hardships. But 
this is what it's like to be a human. And, and the thing is, is there's some sense in which, yes, of course, like that dorky thing you read. Yes, women can be incredibly strong, and they are capable of carrying burdens. Oh, but it's burdens. just never when they're that self-fascinated. Not when they're no. doing that. It's always yeah. when their eyes are on something else. Like, the that, thing is, that beauty and that strength are things that come when you are serving your God. Like, when you just have your eyes on something else. And the thing is, carrying heavy burdens can be done and it can be done nobly and it can be done valiantly and it can be done admirably but it's never done by posing with a burden in the mirror and and giving yourself a little sad face as you do it that is not what bearing a heavy burden looks like Mm. and so when you when you do that when you're doing the heavy burden photo shoot Yep. You typically already have the burden propped up on something else. Yep. You've You're got like, your backpack I got full some of socks. Styrofoam. Yep. Styrofoam in there. Can I? Oh, oh look at me go. What? This is not on that topic, but I ordered a thing. Did I tell you this? I no. ordered the, Well, let's just thing. move into tips. Oh, yeah, I guess we could. No, I ordered this thing, and it's really rad. It's like a big ginger jar, and it turned out to be much bigger than I expected. Yeah. It's quite cool, but it's Portuguese. Anyway... It came, and I was very happy about it. But whoever packed this little shindig had wrapped this antique ginger jar up in pool noodles. <laughs> like three pool he noodles. Was he was thinking. Taped it to blazes. Like, it was just taped and taped and taped. And then the lid was kind of wrapped up in what looked like maybe a bit of the inside of a hide-a-bed. And... And then taped and taped and taped. And then both of them just dropped into the bottom of a box, but with no packing peanuts or anything else. Just, it was a much bigger box than the pool noodle snarl. That's interesting. And so for it to just kind of bounce around inside while it was shipped. <laughs> and then, But it worked. And then it, uh, yeah, it came in one piece. And then after all the tape that they expended on the inner part... He just threw one little piece on the box, so it was kind of like peeling open. Like when it came so to like my house. So like he ran out of packaging materials and I then just know. sent it anyways. But the packing peanuts is what made me think of that. It was yeah. like, you know what would have helped that whole scene would be a few packing I peanuts. I have a hot tip. My hot tip is that I finally found slippers that are slippers I want. Oh. Yeah. What are they? They're a weird brand name called Glareups. They're Glareups. G-L-E-R-U-P-S. Okay. What are they? They're just wool felt, but they're really thick, thick wool felt with a calfskin bottom. But they are the happiest thing for me because you can wear socks with them. And they're warm. they slip on? Yeah. They're warm. They're like, it's kind of like a felt clog. Okay. Essentially. And but they slip on, but they don't squash your feet. They're warm without being claustrophobically yeah. smushy, which yeah, is how can I happen. can get with other nice slippers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to put a sock because if you take off your shoes and put on your slippers, sometimes you don't want to take off your socks. You want to. Yeah. You want to transfer smoothly from slipper to shoe without discarding socks everywhere. So yeah. I am really happy. Where did you get them? These. I ordered them on Amazon, but the way I became aware of them and they are they are expensive. Okay. The way that I became aware of them was that I was at Goodwill and I spotted in the distance on the bottom shelf I was like, "Lena, grab that that's nice wool I could tell a long way away like yeah. you had that that yeah. is a good thing 
And she grabbed them, but then they were, like, new, and so they fit her, and so I bought them for her, but then I kept thinking, that... So, basically, we got a two-for-one deal, because I ordered myself full-price ones, because I wanted them. But they make me very happy. That's very fun. They're meeting my slipper needs, which were high, because if you're going to wear slippers in your house, they're kind of a mix between a slipper and a house shoe. Like, it's like, Mm. because they're not so hot and stuffy that you would only wear them... Yeah, you know. that is nice. And if you're going to wear them in the house, then you want them to be exactly what you wanted to have on your feet all day. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. That's a good now tip. Now you know. Hot that's my hot tip. tip. Hot tip for that's everyone. Good. So I think just to sum up. Oh, Rach, I had a... Oh, this may be a too big of a thought. How soon are we supposed to be wrapping ourselves up here? Is soon? this going to be a pain? That's Sometimes still, it's, it's a still pain going. When we do that. It is still going. Anyway, uh, we should wrap up shortly. But why? What were you going to say? Oh, okay. So this one, we maybe we should talk about this another time. But I was thinking about, you know, how one of the self pity bonzo problems that women have is is we just assume that our husbands are having the most glorious time being in the <laughs> office all day, and that poor us with all this. What what really is incredible amounts of freedom to be at home, to make whatever kind of food you want to make for your family, to decorate your home as you want to, to read as you can, to pursue learning different things. Like it's not that it's leisure because I think it's work, Mm -hmm. but it is freedom. Like there's no denying that we have a lot of freedom. Yes. And, and in that context, something that I just think is fun to think about, I don't really have a full full thought on this, but is that your husband goes in, and this is, I assume, true for many of you. If any of you are just feminists who are listening to hate journal about it, then <laughs> let me bless you with this bit, because <laughs> this will be your favorite, favorite part, favorite thing we ever said, is that if when you are pursuing your own life and you realize that your life at home is supported by your husband laying his life down so that you could be there with your children so that you can do these things. Like he is, he is working hard laying down all of his, like he doesn't have the same freedom if he's going to work every day. And I think it's just a fun thing to think about what can you pursue in your freedom that is what he would always think was an incredibly good investment of his You know, like, how could you bless him? And one of the ways in our house, for me, that is homemade bread. Mm. That the sourdough is something that I enjoy doing and that I've enjoyed learning. But the amount of pleasure that it gives my husband is, is, it is like, he's so glad that his time away has led to enough freedom at home that this is what he comes home to. He would never have... Like, it's not that he speaks like that about it. But my point is, there's a lot of ways when you're decorating your home, when you're preparing a meal, that that you can give some of your own freedom to your yes. husband. That you yes. are giving it in a way that is, like, tangible blessing. Like, and, it, and yeah. it, when you do that, it's giving it to your children and as well. And that's an example of being focused elsewhere. And I think we all... Like, Even though... I love the bread and I love reading about it and I love thinking about it. I love learning to do it. So it is self-indulgence in one sense. Yeah. But it is also giving myself away in another sense. Right. But I think we all know the pleasure of 
finding, thinking about, planning, finding, shopping for, purchasing, wrapping a fun gift that you know somebody will love. That's a lot of fun. Like, mm-hmm. there's a real pleasure in that. And then there's a different thing where you're you're begrudging every little bit uh-huh. that you have to spend. And I think the everything you're getting at in your in your department of hell no stuff is basically the kind of person who counts the cost who the kind of person who says, I won't give any gifts until I have gifted myself first <laughs> or the kind of, you know, like you're somebody just saying, sent me a, like a, turn a, outwards, look at other people picture of their planner that has in their planner, like the week evaluating the week. And one of the categories for your weekly evaluations is how can you love yourself better? but it started it's a christian planner so i think it was how can you love god better how can you love others better and how can you love yourself better Hmm. you could just write less in that category (laughs) because you would turn to ephesians 5 and you would say no man ever hated his own flesh it turns out i love me enough Yeah. Anyway, well, so I think that that's a fun challenge because you can't just pick something and have it bless your family. Like you, a lot of it takes work and curating it. Like you have to learn how to do something. Sometimes something you thought would really just slay your husband doesn't. You're like, <laughs> all right, I'll try again. I'll do something yeah. else. Yeah. But when you, if you're actually looking for those things, what a fun home you can make yeah. because of that. Yeah. Where everyone wants to be and they can't wait yeah. to blast home and I find know. out what good things are happening. Exactly. There. And so be that person. Be the person who is actually looking at others and thinking, how can I bless them? Instead of thinking, how how can they bless me? Would have been better if they thought of me a little more. <laughs> All right. Until All right. next time. Bye. Bye. You think of yourself now and then in four years time, what do you want yourself to look like? And is the education that you're considering going to help you get to that place? When you're a student, you want to become like your teacher. You're going to become like your teacher. Looking at NSA beforehand, I knew I wanted to become like the men who are teaching here. Fireman, husband, father, doctor, no matter where you want to go, NSA is just such good preparation for the person that you want to be. If you want to be an effective Christian, you need to be able to lead and shape culture. If you want to do that, no matter what your occupation is, you need to shape yourself, um, prepare yourself as a person for that job and liberal arts is, I think, the best education you can have for that. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu.